Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Lance Lynn has signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. Aaron Nola is off the free agent market. What does it all mean? We're going to cover that and so much more on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the St. Louis Cardinals or Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast on the Believe Network. My name is Seth Dewald. And some breaking news as I was about to hit record, the news broke that Lance Lynn has signed with the St. Louis Cardinals reportedly, and this is according to ESPN. Lance Lynn and the Cardinals have reached a one year deal with a club option for a second year. Uh, that it's a one-year contract worth $11 million with a $10 million option for next year. So potentially $21 million is what I'm seeing here, give or take. And this seems like, I'll, I'll just say it, another typical St. Louis Cardinals move. They're they're shopping in the in the bargain bin again. I, I mean, and if Lance Lynn, you're signing him to be your fourth or fifth starter at this point in his career, then fine. That's fine, but you already have two pitchers like that. For sure, one in in Steven Matz. And I mean, Miles Michaelis at this point in his career is a middle of the rotation guy on just about any other competitive major league team. So I hope this is not a sign of what's to come for the St. Louis Cardinals. And trust me, Lance Lynn has had great seasons, even dating back to 2022. He 3.99 ERA. He only started in 21 games. He, I mean, he he was serviceable in that season. Eight and seven record for the White Sox. In 2021, he was an all-star, 2.69 ERA, 176 strikeouts and 157 innings. Now, if there is one thing Lance Link can do, he can strike people out. Last year, 191 strikeouts and 183 and two-thirds innings pitched. But his numbers last year would show you that this is not a pitcher that is trending in a good direction. The Cardinals are, this is definitely a reclamation project. They are trying to see what they can get out of Lance Lynn for, let's face it, not a top of the market price for not a top of the market player. So this, we'll see, but the numbers, I'll just read them to you last year. In his time with the White Sox, 6.47 ERA. And again, ERA is not everything. 1.462 whip though. That's walks or hits per innings pitched. He he was slightly better with the Dodgers. He had a seven and two record, four point three six ERA. But you're hoping that Lance Lynn and, and he Lance Lynn gave up a ton of home runs as well. He gave up uh, twenty eight home runs in his time with the White Sox, sixteen home runs in his time with the Dodgers, forty four home runs total last season. You're hoping that Lance Lynn can get back to what he was two years ago with this signing. And I don't know what the chances of that are. And again, I am looking for positive things to say about the St. Louis Cardinals. I want good things to happen. I am a fan just like you, but I don't think this signing, I don't think this is a good sign for things to come. And I hope I'm wrong. I I keep saying it. 
I hope I'm wrong, everyone. I hope Seth is not right. But my theme throughout this whole offseason was I'm hoping for the best. I'm mentally preparing for the worst. And this kind of seems like another Band-Aid over a gaping wound is kind of what it seems like. I mean, Lance Lynn is 36 years old. This is not, this is a short-term solution to a long-term problem. And at, at best, he is the third pitcher in your rotation, maybe the fourth. I would assume if opening day started today for the St. Louis Cardinals and they made no more signings, which I doubt, I doubt, I think this is the first of at least another two or three moves, hopefully. I don't see what, what, why that, that wouldn't be the case, right? But if opening day were today, there, there's a good chance or good case that you could make that Lance Lynn would be your opening day starter. Now, I think it would be Michaelis, but Lance Lynn would be your number two, and then Mass would be your number three, and then however you, things want to shake out down the line with Libertor or Zach Thompson or Drew Rahm or whoever you want to throw in there that is a member of potentially a member of the starting rotation. But this is not a good sign of things to come, I don't think. Because again, the Cardinals are shopping in the bargain bin. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have their eye on Yamamoto. Maybe they have their eye on Snell. But that leads us into the next story, is that Aaron Nola is now off the market. Aaron Nola signed a seven-year deal worth reportedly about $173 million, according to CBS Sports, according to Jeff Passan, Bob Nightingale, all did reports reporting on this. And that set now now we've we know what the market is for a starting pitcher in the in free agency. Seven years, 172 million. You would guess that's probably around the neighborhood that Blake Snell is gonna get to maybe a little less, maybe a little more. By all reports, Yamamoto is in the that seven, eight year, two hundred plus million dollar range. And he wants to go to a big market. So the chances of us getting Yamamoto or the St. Louis Cardinals. Signing Yamamoto, not very good. So now you've got a couple, uh, an, another option for the Cardinals off of the table. And according to Derek Gould, the Cardinals were never really interested in Aaron Nola. This is according to a tweet sent by Derek Gould on November 19th, 2023. The STL Cardinals hashtag never got to the point of making an offer to Aaron Nola or meeting with the pitcher. They were not a team that was actively engaged in trying to lure him away from returning to the Phillies like other NL clubs, according to a source or according to source. Now, that other club that was mentioned, according to Bob Nightingale, was the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves were trying to lure Aaron Nola away from Philadelphia. And it's it's startling that the Cardinals were not even interested, according to Derek Gould, or never got to the point of making an offer or meeting with him because you would think at least you would do your due diligence. At least you wouldn't at least not view it as an option. And that to me is not a good sign. And again, this could be, I, I don't have any insider information or any source. I'm just looking at the information that's presented to me by credible sources and deducting what I think is the most likely scenario, the most likely outcome of what what's going to happen. And I don't think that, that it's a good good sign. I don't think there's a good chance that the Cardinals are going to get one of these top-of-the-market pitchers based on their past behavior, based on what I'm hearing from Derek Gould. Now, they could shock me and prove me wrong, but I don't think we're getting Blake Snell. I don't think 
the Cardinals are going to be in on Yamamoto. I think the best possible, uh, I think the most likely outcome is that the big free agent signing is going to be Sonny Gray. And that's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a three-year, $60 million, something or other, maybe less, maybe more. It's pure speculation at this point. But that's all we can do is speculate, right? But the Lance Lynn signing, the fact that they were not in on Aranola, I don't think is a good sign of things to come. And I, I, I hope I'm wrong. Again, the theme of this offseason for me, one of the most pivotal offseasons in St. Louis Cardinals history, as far as I'm concerned, it's the most pivotal one that I can remember, is that the, the fact was that they were going to have to make serious moves in the pitching department. They were going to have to, we were going to see if they were going to pay up with the, with the big boys. And so far, I mean, it's early. So far, it doesn't look like they're going to. And likely, I mean, there's some other nice names out there. Jordan Montgomery's out there. Marcus Stroman is out there. Uh, there. There are other pitchers, to be sure, that are out there. But right now, if you made me bet on it, I don't think the Cardinals will sign Yamamoto, Snell, uh, Montgomery. Sonny Gray is a possibility. But there, there are some other options. I mean, I, I honestly think the trade market could be where the Cardinals could find the most value. Um, there are some other intriguing names to be aware of, though, as we enter in the, these negotiations, right? Marcus Stroman is available. Eduardo Rodriguez is available. Another pitcher um, in the Japanese market, Shota Amanaga, um, so not just Yamamoto, there's another Japanese pitcher on the market. But again, according to uh, John Paul Morosi of MLB Network, uh, he could slot in as a number three or number four starter. And this is the problem. The Cardinals don't need another number three or number four starter. They need a legitimate ace. And I don't know where you're going to find that other than possibly the trade market. I wouldn't consider as, as much as I like Sonny Gray. I wouldn't consider Sonny Gray a, a legitimate ace on a on a competitive playoff team. He's really, really good, but he's I wouldn't consider him an ace at this point in his career. So again, that's a whole mix of emotions, a whole just a reaction to the fact that the Cardinals have signed Lance Lynn one year, 11 million club option for the next season. He is 36 years old. He's coming off one of his worst seasons that he's had. The Cardinals are clearly hoping that he bounces back, clearly. Aaron Nola is now off the market, so he's no longer an option. And according to Derek Gould, the Cardinals, it didn't look like they were interested and didn't meet with them and didn't extend an offer to him. So that tells me that the Cardinals are very uncomfortable with the current pitching market. And we knew they were going to be, but the fact was we knew that this market was going to be crazy. I mean, seven years for a 30 year old pitcher is a little nuts. I mean, that's, but that's the level you have to go to in order to get one of these guys. And it's a short term move. And the Cardinals have win now players. I, I should say it's a win now move for the Phillies because they're going to regret the back end of that contract. Most likely they're, they're going to, but that's how these things work. If you want them, if you want to keep them, this is what you're going to have to do. And we'll see if the Cardinals are going to go there with the likes of Yamamoto Snell. We'll see. I, this is not encouraging news if you're hoping for that, but we'll see. Much, much more on the St. Louis Cardinals on the Believe STL Cardinals podcast right after this message from our sponsors. And we are back on the Believe 
St. Louis Cardinals or Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. My name is Seth Dewald. You can find me on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D. And if you have a question for the show, you can email me at Seth.D-I-E-W-O-L-D at gmail.com. I would love to answer your questions. I would love to engage in a conversation with you. So lost in all this over the weekend, another news story that broke, the Cardinals non-tendered four players. All right, the Cardinals non-tendered Dakota Hudson. They non-tendered Jake Woodford. And the two most surprising names that they non-tendered were Juan Yapez or Andrew Kisner. And if you're sitting here listening going, what, what in the world does he mean by non-tendering somebody? Well, it means that basically the Cardinals did not offer them a contract. And the Cardinals were at the max of the 40. They had 40 players on their 40-man roster. And you knew that they were going to have to clear up some space if they wanted to sign a free agent pitcher like Lance Lynn, which they've done. So now they have 37 players on their 40-man roster. So you knew they were going to have to make moves to clear up roster space. But never in a million years did I think that Andrew Kisner would be non-tendered. Andrew Kisner is coming off one of the best seasons in his career and really served a nice role for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2023. And I, I don't I don't pretend to understand the logic of some of the moves that the Cardinals make. But Andrew Kisner, like I said, had a pretty decent year by all accounts. I mean, 241 batting average in 70, 70 games played. Many of those games, in fact, all of those games were behind the plate. Uh, and he served as catcher during a time when Wilson Contreras was going through a weird kerfuffle or a weird sort of interaction with the front office and the players. And, uh, you know, there was that whole report where Wilson Contreras didn't know the signs or didn't know what pitches some pitchers had. And so Andrew Kisner played a pivotal role in filling in for Wilson Contreras in that area, had 10 home runs, 31 RBIs, 7-12 OPS. I mean, not terrific offensive numbers, but served well as a backup catcher and seemingly is a decent player. I mean, uh, cer certainly worthy of a major league roster spot, and he will find a home somewhere. I believe that. But it, it, it was startling to me to see that. And and to, to me, what it tells what it tells me is the Cardinals are in on Ivan Herrera as the backup. He's not going to be a part of a, a trade package. I don't see Pedro Pajes, who they added to the 40-man roster, being at the major league level, it would be shocking to me if they went the three-catcher route again like they did last year with Trace Barrera. I digress. It's it's just it's more of an endorsement of Ivan Herrera than it is of Wilson Contreras, in my opinion, because I, I still think you're going to see this weirdness around the catcher position. Wilson Contreras, there, there was towards the end of the season, there were mumblings. I mean, Brad Thompson came out on a podcast, I think, and said, oh, there, something about Wilson Contreras is going to play in the outfield. So we'll see. I, I hope, beyond all hope, that they give Wilson Contreras every chance to be the starting catcher this season. I, I, I think they're going to put – he's going to have a – Wilson Contreras, I believe, is the ultimate professional. How he handled that whole deal, to me, really showed me who he was as a person. So I think, I think he's going to. I have faith in that. But the Cardinals – the way they reacted leaves a lot more questions than answers. The way they reacted last season, uh, having especially when you had Wilson Contreras in your backyard, right? You played, I mean, you you played the Cubs all those times, and to really not understand that 
Wilson Contreras is not the greatest defensive catcher in the world. What he, the advantage that he gives you is on offense and to not really, you know, f- from what it appeared like, not really fully understand that. I mean, I guess is bizarre to me. That whole situation is bizarre. But I think entering the season, Wilson Contreras is your starting catcher. Ivan Herrera is your backup. And the Andrew Kisner move is an endorsement of Ivan Herrera. I don't think he's going anywhere. And so likely he's probably off the trade list that I made just a week ago. And of course, Andrew Kisner is off that as well. And so the other moves, not as surprising, right? Juan Yepes, a little surprising. I thought he might have some trade value. Again, he's off my trade list that I made just a week ago. And Dakota Hudson and Jake Woodford are two pitchers. Definitely needing a fresh start. Definitely, uh, you know, need to get go somewhere else and find out what they can do for another team and the Cardinals new 40 man roster right and this is not not at, I mean it's not updated to include Lance Lynn the Lance Lynn news broke 30 minutes ago so Lance Lynn likely likely uh, if, if the season started today your top three starters would be Michaelis Stephen Matz Lance Lynn and then you'd be filling it in with Matthew Libertor Zach Thompson, Drew Rom, people of that variety, maybe Andre Pallante gets another shot. I don't know. Wilson Contreras, uh, Ivan Herrera, Pedro Pajes are, are the three catchers on the 40-man roster. And again, Ivan Herrera is g- likely going to be the backup catcher with Wilson Contreras starting the season as your starting catcher. The infield, uh, obviously at the corners, you're pretty set with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. You have a plethora of middle infielders, including Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, uh, Nolan Gorman has to play second base, Mason Wynn, and then the other infielders you have on the 40-man roster, Luke and Bacon, Jose Fermin, Buddy Kennedy, and Jared Young on the on the infield, on the 40-man roster, and I don't know too much about either of those guys, to be honest with you. Outfielders, uh, Alec Burleson, Dylan Carlson, Moises Gomez, Lars Newbar, Tyler O'Neill, Richie Palacios, Michael Ciani, and Jordan Walker. And again, your starting infielders, obviously Arenado, Goldschmidt, and some combination of Tommy Edmund, Brendan Donovan, Mason Wynn, and Nolan Gorman. Really nice depth there, whatever you want to do. In the outfield, I would guess Lars Newbar and Jordan Walker you can write them in with permanent ink on opening day so long as they stay healthy. And then it's a battle. I mean, you're going to have to figure out center field. Will Dylan Carlson fill that role? I don't know. Will Tommy Edmond be playing some center field? That would make sense to me based on how good of a season he had last year. But this is how the Cardinals roster is shaping up, right? Like, I mean, very good offensively with the potential to rebound defensively. And now they've added Lance Lynn, to the puzzle to to they've added him in to this mix of players and again i just to reiterate i am hoping for the best everyone i really don't want to be negative seth okay i really don't want to be but this signing of lance lynn i just want to reiterate i don't think it's a good sign i think it's a sign of the same old same old bargain bin st louis cardinal shopping that we've seen in the past mike leak that wasn't a cheap contract, but it wasn't. He we knew signing that deal, we knew he wasn't a superstar, right? Steven Matz, same story. Uh, it's it's 
to me, it's more of the same. It's the more of the same mentality that's gotten you into this position in the first place. And what they really need is an ace. What they really should want is to spend money on what they really need. It, it's like if Mosellock and Bill DeWitt went to the store and they really needed toilet paper, but it was $10 for a pat or $10 per roll. They, they'd probably go find leaves in the yard. I don't know what, I don't know what they would do. Right. It's like, Oh, we can't, we can't spend for this. I don't know what we're going to do. I, I like to me, you for the, not just this year, but for the last three years, you have needed a legitimate ACE at the top of that rotation Whenever you can add to a rotation, whenever you can do that, I think it's a, a, a good investment. I know these p- starting pitchers are scary, but there's risk with just about every signing that you make and every trade that you make. There's risk involved. That's, and if you don't do it, it's kind of like, what's the point here? What are we doing? We are literally the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And expecting different results. Oh, there's a Steven Matz is kind of a reclamation project. Let's bring him in and see see if we can. Oh, you know, Lance Lynn. It would bring him in. He didn't have the best year last year. He's 36 years old, but he's he's done well. He was good two years ago. We'll see if this is it. Like I don't think it is to be fair, but if this is a sign of what's to come, it's not good. It's not good. And it's nothing against these players personally it's nothing against the organization or John Mozeliak and Bill DeWitt personally nothing against them but the answer here i think is clear you got it's time to either put up or shut up because if you sign Lance Lynn and you sign Sonny Gray great i would love that and let's say you sign uh Michael Walker or somebody like that and that's your answer uh how's that different just and and just leave me a, an answer to this question either in the in the like in the comments of the podcast or shoot me an email at seth.dewald at gmail d-i-e-w-o-l-d is how you spell my last name what's the difference between that the rotation of lance lynn and michael Walker and sonny gray and miles michaelis and steven matz oh it looks good what's the difference between that and Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery and Adam Wainwright and Miles Michaelis and Stephen Matz. How much better is it? I don't, I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't think it's much better really at all. I mean, I guess you can say Adam Wainwright was terrible and you'd be replacing him with Lance Lynn or somebody like that. I guess, I guess, but I mean, I hope this isn't the entire plan. I hope this isn't. And, and maybe somebody can reassure me, by sending me you know, a, a quote or their thoughts on it. I'd love to hear from you. Again, you can DM me at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-O-L-D on Twitter. You can email me at Seth.D-I-E-W-O-L-D at gmail.com. And that is it. That is, that's going to be the show today. I want to hear from you, though. I, I, I don't think this signing is a good sign of things to come. I don't think that the Cardinals not being in on Aaron Nola is a good sign either of the Cardinals getting a really an impact pitcher in free agency in the trade market, but we'll see. We'll see. Here's hoping the Cardinals go sign some pitchers, go trade for some pitchers. Maybe Glasnow is on the horizon. Maybe Dylan Cease is on the horizon. Who knows? And if that is the case, I will take back everything I just said. I will. I will. And I will applaud the St. Louis Cardinals for making an an aggressive move. 
But until they do, I'm going to be hoping for the best and mentally preparing for the worst. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, Cardinals fans. But until next time, let's go Cardinals. Let's go Cardinals. Let's go get some pitching, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.